Have you ever seriously considered why over 50% of all marriages fail and 90% of all relationships, according to some research? For every year your relationship survives, your failure rate increases by 10%. So there should be no confusion why men and women are always at odds. Not to mention the obvious bias that's been perpetrated by daytime talk show hosts and internet personalities favoring one side of the issue. No one is promoting marriage. Relationships are outright difficult, especially these days. No one seems to really focus on the root causes of the failure and brave enough to address the elephant in the room. Why? Because it's not favorable. Some of us hate the truth. Most of us lack the ability to be introspective because our fragile egos can't sustain the blow. How does religion, or the absence of it for that matter, affect the way we live our lives? What's interesting is that one out of three Americans claim to be Christians. Wow. Let's not ignore the fact that trauma affects our decision making, the way you love, or how you manage your emotions. Perhaps anger is ruining your life and relationships, so much so you can't seem to get out of your own way. Now that, I can relate to. Do you suffer from depression, anxiety, raging, or some other form of mental illness? And it's keeping you from having the quality of life you desire. Do you feel ashamed or guilt about your past or your present? Although you feel isolated on the island alone, you are not, my friend. Let's have some serious conversation and dialogue about becoming the best version. Let's discuss avenues for repair and resources for support. Help me get rid of the negative stigma associated with seeking mental health assistance. Welcome to the Rebuilding Us podcast. I'm your host, Corwin Watson. This is the place to have raw and honest conversation about all things related to being the best version of ourselves. We're going to provide practical tools for truly leveling up mind, body, and soul. So before we get started, follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Corwin Watson and Twitter at Rebuilding Us. And check out my website at RebuildingUs.com. That's R-E-B-U-I-L-D-N-U-S dot com. Don't forget to purchase my new book on Amazon, Road to Nowhere, how I'm saving myself from the self-destructive behaviors that rules me. I appreciate you tuning in. Let's get to it. marriages fail in the first place trying to get to the crux of it all marriage is very complicated we understand that both have been married that relationship failed and that's just what it is so moving forward though we're always looking at how to improve ourselves first and foremost and then also when we do decide if we get married again in his case or for me how do we navigate that moving forward or how do we suggest other people move forward so anyway i appreciate you uh joining us and Mm-hmm. let's really let's get to it so first question is most important why do you think marriages fail in the first place you have to you know have those characteristics and characters everything honesty uh, trust all these things going to to building a relationship uh, communication is a, is a important piece of that we can communicate depending on your background where you come from uh, how you communicate is important some people uh, communicate verbally uh well other people uh, may have those, you know, they like that, you know, like act it out uh, in a way. So there's different ways of communicate. So it's, it's, you know, you and your partner have to be on the same page when you uh, when you try to communicate and get an understanding of each other. So like I said, it's, a, it's, it's many ways, you know, many reasons why people fail in, in marriage and relationships, period. Okay, so let's just dive right into it. Why in the hell... Is it so difficult for women to just be, to say sorry? Let's focus on that right now. Right, so we we get into, we talk about from the perspective of being in a relationship when fault, you know, and fault goes around on both sides. We understand that. But Mm -hmm. why does it seem like women can't say sorry? 
We're seeing it across the board. I've certainly have experienced it in my own relationship. I know there's exceptions out there, so I'm not talking to you, but I'm talking to a vast majority or a lot of men. We have these conversations and we always talk about why is it that women can't seem to damn to just apologize when they're wrong about that. Those two words. It's 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 about character at the end of the day. Right. It's, you know, it's about integrity. It's about being honest. You know, so a lot of times I believe on, on both sides, whether men or women, nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody wants to be wrong. And it's very difficult to say that you're wrong with some people. Don't we're not taught to apologize. Kids, even when we kids, we grow up, you know, hiding the truth, hiding the things that we we've done. Even when we're caught red-handed, we, it's, it's, it's hard for us to say that, yeah, I did that, you know, and I'm sorry. So, and that continues throughout our adulthood if we're not taught that. If you got two individuals or individuals who are, you know, are different in that way, you know, you, you're you going to have one that's more verbally, you know, forthright when it comes to, you know, saying that, you know, I'm sorry, I apologize, I did X, Y, Z. And you may have the other one that, you know what I'm saying, it's hard. It's like, and I'm not just saying women. Like I said, it could be either party. But for like for this sake of argument, you know, I've been in relationships also where it's been hard for women to, to say they start. And I just think that they haven't been taught to apologize. I used to make fun, like, saying that they, you know, I think women go to a school or something that, that teach them these things because I've seen uh, women that are take a lot to the grave with them. You know, they are just denied, 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 denied. And so I used to make that joke all the time. Like, they must have a school that they they learn this stuff. I I don't know. I couldn't really tell you. Well, I'm going to summarize that. In other words, women were designed in a factory, and there's a lot of defects. And that's one of those defects, is that women do not know how to apologize. They can be wrong, know that they're wrong, or maybe they don't. And if you don't, then that's even scarier. But for those that know that they're wrong, but their pride won't allow them to say that they're sorry, I'm not addressing men. I'm addressing women specifically at this point in in this subject because, you know, we get so I think that's part of our issue is that we have trouble holding people accountable. I expect to be held accountable for my actions. If you read my book, then you know that I've done a lot of things that I'm not proud of. I didn't put it in there to brag about it. I didn't put in it uh, bolsterous. I did it. Uh, to be vulnerable and to I had come to the understanding that what I was doing and how I was living, you know, the behavior that I was exhibiting was wrong. And so I expect the person that I'm with, men expect the women that they're with to do be able to do the same. Now, obviously, men need to level up. And that's why I focus on men not normally anyway, that we have to get to a position of leveling up. And then as we're going to lead our families or lead the potentially the woman that you're with. If you're a feminist and you're offended, I don't really care. I'm not talking to you either. But I would be remiss not to just focus on the fact that a lot of women fail to say those basic words, I'm sorry. And I think that leads to a or, lot of problems. Or, or, or not only I'm sorry, but I was wrong. Like, you oh, know what yeah. I mean? That's, that's, that's another one that, that's hard for them. It's like, uh, anything but I was wrong and I'm sorry. And I don't, you know, like you said, I don't, I don't, you know, know why exactly. You know, what I'm saying like it may be a psychological thing. It may uh, come down to uh, them believing that saying that you're sorry is is a, a sign of weakness. Maybe that, you know, and a lot of people. But you know, who who knows? Like I said, to me, it boils down to having enough character and having enough ter- integrity 
you know, to admit when you're wrong, uh, when you wrong somebody, even if it was, you know, it wasn't intentional, you find out that you wrong somebody or whatever, you know, it's nothing to say that, you know, I apologize. I didn't mean to do it. I, you know, I was wrong. I'm sorry. So <clears throat> for the same people, it doesn't, you know, I guess depending on who you are, like, you know, especially if you're in a relationship, they get to a point where you're in a relationship uh, and things get a lot deeper, at least for what emotion is concerned, it really becomes hard. And it's like, I'm the person that you, you know, should, it should be, I think I should be easier to say it to. And a lot of, and, you know, because you know me in so many different facts, right? Yeah, sure. I, I agree with that. I think it, it absolutely should set the, set the tone. Uh, the environment should be right and conducive for you both to be, for us both to be honest with each other and be vulnerable in every sense of the word, because especially when you're married, because we have vowed that we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. And it is, it makes life miserable when you can't be vulnerable with the person that you vowed to be, um, you know, to be committed to. And so honesty, integrity, these things are very important. I think what's fascinating though, is that we often associate pride being very prideful to men. And I say that because if you look throughout society, right, um, homeless shelters, there are more homeless men than there are women, right? But men will tough it out. Men will prevent going to seek the therapy or the help or ask for help when they need it. That's typically, you know, subscribed to men. You know, we usually, we, we see that all the time throughout our society. But women, right. um, from a traditional standpoint, but we see them all the time. It's not an issue to walk into the store with an EBT card. It's not an issue for our women to go and get food stamps and wit. It's just not an issue. Well, the I times don't, I don't think I don't think nowadays it's an issue with men either. I think they become more and more comfortable. Well, here's the thing. This is why I say it's not in this day, in this day and time. Okay, you might be right. There's there's a few exceptions, but there's always exceptions to the rule. But I'm talking about the majority. The majority of men don't feel comfortable, and the reason I say that is because majority of men don't qualify for it. Mm-hmm. So so we're we're used and to I, it. And I, and I, and I think I think a lot of that has to do with you know uh, the acceptance. It's more acceptable for women uh, to to get help, to ask for help, and for men to want to help. And it, but on the flip side, of that, men, other men don't necessarily want to help other men. So if this is a male-dominated society, and men men are more likely to help women than they are to help other men, then you have, and then women don't have the, I guess, the ego to be like, you know what I'm saying, I, don't, I, I need to, you know, go, I need to feed my kids, or I need to go down here and get some clothes, you know what I'm saying, for my, my, my kids or myself, because I'm in a, a bad situation. You know what I'm saying, men would probably be like, nah, I'm, a, you know, so I'm cool, I ain't going down. Women be like, look, I ain't, they don't have that pride. No, but see, that's my point, though is that it's not a bad thing that they ask for help. So it might have sounded that mm-hmm. way because I got off into EBT and, and governmental assistance. You do what you need to do. I think that proves further that we just have a different role in society, you know, in the way God intended it. So men, so men do our hunters and gatherers, and we go out, and we know that we have to work for it. And when we see other men who are able-bodied, we don't have the compassion for them that we that we do for our women and that's because we view them as the bible put it weaker vessels as as people who are needed to be protected and so others Mm -hmm. can believe what you want but i subscribe to that because 
women do need to be protected. I don't care how many men girls go into the military and, and fight for <laughs> the right to um, serve on the front lines and sit and they piss and they, and they poop. I don't care how many women of those particular women do it. The majority do not want that. The majority of the women are not fighting for that. You know what I mean? So most, so that's why it's a surprise to me that they can, they, they have no problem asking for help when they need it in certain circumstances, but then in relationships, they can be so prideful. That's what's, that's what's uh, bothersome to me. Now, obviously there are always the exceptions. I'm not going to keep repeating this. So just, I'm speaking in general terms. I know that there are people and women who think differently. There are women who subscribe to what I'm saying, right? And there are women who don't. And so all I'm saying is just having the conversation about why we have trouble communicating. Why do women have trouble saying those ones that do have trouble saying basic, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Right. So right. that's my take. So let's, let's, and I, and go I, know, ahead. I, I know we talk all the time, you know, and, and so, you know, we listen to like other podcasts and, and things of that nature. And you hear a lot of times where women being described with having, male energy uh-huh. masculine and and i think a lot of that comes from our history you know with the our family structure being broken and women having to do so much right right and one generation to the other our recent generation had to struggle less but they still carry that that banner with them right and so they stand on the shoulders of those who come before them, who, who really struggle, and and they still waving that flag. They don't want to necessarily let it go. What they gain, so, so-called gain, the roles have pretty much, you know, dissolved in the relationship. The old-fashioned roles have dissolved. I think the, you know, and, and like you said earlier, it's, it's like it becomes a thing of convenience because on one hand they want to, you know, uh, independent and strong and you know they want to get out here and do their thing and then on another hand they still want to take care of right, right. when it's convenient so, when it's convenient, yeah. so when, with all this with all this going on right it, even when they make mistakes even when they mis- make mistakes they can't necessarily say they made a mistake they can't because it's a sign of i believe it's a sign of weakness that they believe. and even when you as a man you know get to a point where you make mistakes and you say, you know, I'm sorry, I, I was wrong, blah, 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 blah. They might look at you like that's a sign of weakness in you because I don't know that they necessarily used to it or they conditioned themselves that, you know what I'm saying, they you have to be strong all the time. When you have, you know, women that that do what you do, that get out and work, that get out, you know what I'm saying, and provide and, you know, grab their own, you know, have their own thing, you know, they don't want to be, you know, looked at as being weak. And saying you're sorry and saying that you're wrong may do that for them. That's all I, you know, I can come up with. Okay, that'd be fine if I hadn't been to combat. That'd be fine if I hadn't served on the front lines in St. Louis City, you know, doing law enforcement work. That'd be fine if I had never had to fire my weapon. And that would be fine if I never said I'm sorry, I was wrong. But when I can do that, and I've done that, and you've done none of what I've done, it's not okay to not say I'm sorry, and, and right, this is a part of being human. It is, and that's what it comes down to. It's not being a man. 
It's not being a woman and what it means to be a man or a woman. It's just being human. It's being it's having basic decency um, to be able to express yourself, to say, hey, look, I'm sorry for having done that or said that, you know, or, you know, maybe you don't really feel like you've done something wrong. And maybe it's just a matter of listening and understanding and, and just making it clear that, you know, next time I'll, I'll pay attention or changing your reaction or your your action to a more favorable one. And so, because maybe sometimes you, you've done something or said something that offended somebody uh, and you totally didn't intend it that way, but it's just a matter of apologizing for how they perceived it. So it's not necessarily always something that you've done bad. It's just, you know, it's just having basic compassion and decency and understanding that. But, so Hey, there was a meme I saw that tried to explain how women apologize. <laughs> it was funny. It said, uh... It was a cartoon drawing. I think it was an author or somebody, but it was uh, uh it says, uh, "Stop being mad. I'm hungry. Right? I'm I'm hungry." So right. it's like, okay, stop being mad at me. Yeah. I'm hungry. So instead of instead of saying that I'm sorry or addressing the issue, it's more or less like you know what I'm saying. You need to get over it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time for me to eat. You know what I'm saying. I'm hungry. Let's go out and eat. Let's go do something. Mm. So you know what I'm saying, and that resonated with me. Because you never really hear, um, you know what I'm saying, or get the addressing of whatever the issue is. It's kind of like you need to just get over it. Whatever happens, get over it move on. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, mean, I saw that and I had to save it to my phone because I had lived it so much. So. I saw a meme. I saw not a meme, but a video that somebody had did on TikTok. And it played into that as well where it talked about how black mamas – Say I'm sorry. I'll just say it was in general how black mamas respond. Son's husband doesn't matter, but it was like, I'm going out to get something to eat. You hungry? It was <laughs> similar right. to what you just right. said. Then it was the other one where, yeah, I, I bought that video game. Um, it'll be here on Friday. Um, <laughs> you know, mm. I, I'm going down to the corner store. You want me to bring you something back? It's like instead right. of just saying I'm sorry. And, and the, it's that when you see stuff like that, it becomes apparent that it's it's across the board that there is a general consensus of of what's going on in our culture. It did, those stereotypes aren't always true, but it, it's having the discussion about them. Now I appreciate the feedback, Aaron. That's a good take. Let me go ahead and bring Latanya in and let her tell us what her take is on why women, some women, cannot just say those simple words, "I'm sorry," or "I was wrong." All right, Latanya, let's hear from you. What do you got to say? I think that, again, women probably feel like they don't want to say sorry is because feel that they are always right. And I believe that they don't really care about what somebody else's opinion is. You know, like for me, it, it was hard to say I'm sorry. Like if, if me and my daughter was in an argument or something like that, we have a disagreement or whatever. And I could very much have realized that I was wrong, but I didn't say, I would say I'm sorry, but it wouldn't be like a meaningful sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't be like, oh man, like, I have to like wait a few minutes and then come back and be like, you know what, I was wrong for saying X, Y, Z or for, you know, thinking this, that or the next or whatever, like, I am sorry. But initially, the anger wouldn't let me say I was sorry, you know? 
because I wanted so badly to be right. But I think it just takes, it's, it's a maturity thing. Like we said before, you know, in our last conversation, I think it just takes a level of maturity to be able to say, I'm sorry. And the way that society is now, they cater to women and they coddle to women. And women feel like they are the prize. They feel like they are this, that, and the next. So it's like, why even say I'm sorry if, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to. Oh, shit. I should have went live. Oh. I for- I ain't realized who I was talking to right now. Aaron, you've been keeping the secret from me. Oh. Now my secret weapon, a solo <laughs> podcast to a co-host. I just wanted to be seen right now on the Rebuilding Us podcast. It's now the Corwin and Latanya show. Uh, with that being said, oh. <laughs> go ahead and speak your truth. I'm sorry I interrupted you. I just, you know, like I said, I just think that, you know, um, being put on a pedestal or believing that we should be put on a pedestal. The world is not going to go around without me anyway. You know, so let's just go ahead and you say you're sorry to me. So because happy wife is happy life, happy, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and and that's just what it is. Like, you're going to get over it, you know. Um, and a lot of times they really don't believe that they are wrong. They really don't. Like, really don't believe that. <laughs> you probably come to your realization and be like, man, I probably should have never said that. Oh, well, he shouldn't have said what he said. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, well, where's the accountability? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So what? He did say that. And Mickey did say that. That does not mean that you don't take accountability for what you said because you are in control of your thoughts, your mind, your body, your speech. That's refreshing. I'm going to be honest with you. Not just because it agrees with the way I feel. Because at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, you know, I think that's part of the problem is like sometimes we can have opposing views and then when you find somebody that has similar views, we will forget mm-hmm. that the, the end goal, the end goal is really to work toward having better communication, the, the progression of it moving forward. So regardless of whether or right. not it agrees with the opinion, the, the real question comes in at, uh, you know, is how do we move forward and what are the solutions so we can be better? So even though that may be true and that I believe it's true, that a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of women feel they right. I experience it every day. Yeah. And it's like, Okay, so you finished feeling yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, why can't we get to a place where you can recognize that we come from two different walks of life, different experiences. Right. We're going to have, I'm going to be more versed in this area than you are, and that we feed off uh-huh. of each other. Right? And so you, you're you wrong sometimes. There's things that you mm-hmm. know that I mm-hmm. don't know, and you can help me with that. And there's things that I mm-hmm. know that you don't. And so mm-hmm. be willing to accept that what you don't know and don't turn your brain off so we can continue to learn mm-hmm. and continue to move forward. A lot of women can't accept that accountability, as I was saying before. It's just the, it's the accountability is being uh, placed on a, a pedestal, the platform that we have where we are supposed to think that we are, we are, God, we are God's gift to all men. And without us, the world does not go round. So therefore, happy life, happy wife, happy wife, happy life, you know, so it's like um, you bow down to us. You make us feel like, okay, hey, you because men are wrong all the time anyway, right? Like men are always wrong. Like they're just always right, wrong. Right. But I think we also are taught that, you know, we, we are right. You know what I'm saying? Like in certain situations, you know, or it could be also that like when you were brought up or some women, 
you know what I'm saying, were brought up and scrutinized for this, that, and the next. As soon as they get up, they, you know, as soon as they're up, like in age, and they don't have to take their responsibility, maybe they don't. I don't really know. I just know that, like I was saying before, when Joy and I have gotten into arguments or whatever, I necessarily didn't want to say I was sorry either. Even though I would say it, I didn't necessarily want to say it. You know what I'm saying? I might have known that I was wrong, but for whatever reason, I didn't want to be mature enough to say I'm sorry. In a, in a very authentic way for you to be like, okay, let me take a step back and, and actually take accountability for what I said and what I did. And let me think, how would I, how would this have played out if the shoe was on the other foot? But again, I say because society has made us feel like we are top notch, we are, you know, we are this, we are that, we are the queens. If, it, without us, nothing, you know, can come about. And I just believe that women take that and they run and they don't they don't want to apologize because they don't feel like they have a need to. Like they really don't think that they're wrong. I think you made some excellent points. I listened to this black woman and it was encouraging. But she pointed out, you know, when you say that you're strong and you're independent, then why do we need to come to your defense? Mm-hmm. Why, why do we need to defend mm-hmm. the person who is strong and independent and don't need a man? If you don't need a man, mm-hmm. then we're not to come to your defense. The other thing is, too, mm-hmm. we take so much pride. I watched somebody who shared an air mattress in an empty room with a television and talked, you know, in terms of as a woman, you know, you know what yeah. it looks like when you gain that independence and that and that uh, that peace. And I watched so many mm-hmm. women say, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like. You like, share. I'm thinking to myself, y'all all idiots. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, <laughs> right, you are, and this is my belief, you are to be, you know, there's a there's a hierarchy, right? Like there is God, there is husband, and then there's wife. Mm-hmm. And right. why is it, right. I, I understand why they don't want to be under the covering of a man. The problem is, and I have no problem with you making that mm-hmm. decision. I have no problem with you wanting to scissor. Not something I'm into. Mm. I have no problem with mm-hmm. what you want to do with your life. The problem is, mm-hmm. is that when you want the best of both worlds, when you think you get to mm-hmm. pick and choose one exactly. minute, you want yeah. that, that, that man who is a protector and a provider and who is strong. Mm-hmm. And then in the other, and then in a different, you want to be, it. you want to be it. And so now you want to be it. <laughs> now I have to battle with you. Why am I having to mm-hmm. battle with the woman who is supposed to be in her femininity? Who's supposed to be uh, well because they have some. They're supposed to. They have so many of these feminists out there now, where they make it seem like it's wrong to be in your feminine energy. It's wrong to be, you know, um, submissive. It's wrong to want to just be. And I think that's a part of apologizing too. That's a part of saying I'm sorry is being in your feminine energy, you know, and saying, okay, well, let me back down. Let me back down and let me apologize for what it is that I did and let's move on instead of being the man and instead of wanting to be like this macho and this, you know, tough person or whatever and be like, I'm not apologizing. You ain't going to make me feel weak. You ain't going to make me feel inferior. You're not going to make me feel like, you know what I'm saying? This that, and, they, and it's not about that. It's just about you being right or wrong. That's it. You know what? It takes nothing away from who you are as an individual. It takes nothing away from what you have accomplished, what you have done, who you are, what you're going to be, or what you're striving. It it takes nothing away from that. It's two words that let the other person know, whether it's male or female, let the other person know that you are taking accountability for what you did. You feel remorse. You, um... And you you have compassion and that you want to make things 
Right. So let me ask you the tough question. Why is it difficult for you? Why is it difficult? Yeah. You you said that sometimes it's even it's even hard for you, you know, apologizing to your daughter. Yeah. So the question is why? Yeah. Right. So I'm I'm what I'm saying is is that I know that nobody we wants to be wrong. No, but that's you know? but but that's pride. Who cares? Right? Yeah. At the end yeah. Of the day, yeah, it is. We are it wrong is. sometimes. I've been wrong many times. Mm-hmm. I've been wrong today. Mm-hmm. But if I'm recognize mm-hmm. it that I've been wrong, that's the key. Mm-hmm. Some people I think don't mm-hmm. realize it. But when you do realize yeah, it, yeah. Who cares if your pride is hurt? Your ego is at risk. Your frag our fragile egos. And why can't we just say, you know what? I'm sorry. It may not it, it mm-hmm. feels uncomfortable because we're not used to it. But the more we say it, the more mm-hmm. comfortable The more you say it, the yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Now yeah. it became now I'm the point. I'm just a sorry Nick. I've said right. that so much. You know, you, <laughs> right. you be like, okay, so I'ma take that. Because at the end of the day, if I'm wrong, then I need to apologize. Now. Here's the thing. This is the challenge, though. The challenge is to not just keep continuing to be wrong. I get it. The, mm-hmm. the challenge is to then know, okay, I've accepted that. I was wrong. How do I prevent this from happening? How do I continue to be better and move forward? And that's the key. Right. So what are you doing? What strategies do you have in place? <clears throat> what commitment have you made to yourself to say, when I come across a situation and I'm wrong, I'm just going to apologize as soon as it happens. And I'm going to let the chips fall where they may. I think about um, how it will make the situation better. I think about how it will make the other person feel to know that that I did level with them and I did apologize for something that they felt that I did, you know, I wronged them by doing and how it will benefit the relationship going forward. That's important. I, I, that's good. I think we do need to hold on to it, whether it's for altruistic purposes or whatever the purpose is. Listen, right. I take accountability for my actions i take accountability for uh-huh. my anger and and that's why i'm in right. ther- that's why i'm in therapy that's why it's a, it's a part of my life now that's why i work mm-hmm. i listen mm-hmm. to I, my audio book is filled and my credits mm-hmm. just run out i need some more audible credits you know and that's why i purchase books and i read right. and and i'm trying mm-hmm. to learn so i could be better right and so yeah because yeah. i recognize that it is a problem but sometimes uh-huh. you know people don't always they don't always receive it and i say that to say at the end of the day you still got to keep moving forward. You still got to be better for you. Right. And sometimes we get so caught up on how the person will receive it. And I think, and we have these expectations for them. And that's what prevents mm-hmm. us and our pride from being able yeah. to say, I'm sorry. Because we're worrying about mm-hmm. how they're going to take it. If they're going to forgive us. How many times have you been in a, or been in a situation yourself? They go in about, well, I just want to say I'm sorry. Well, I, nah, because you did it. Well, effort then. I ain't sorry. Like, well, right, then you, right, then right, never, right. You never were then. Yeah, but I don't think that's why women don't apologize. I don't think that they're not. I don't think that they're looking at it like, oh, my apology won't be received. No, oh, they're no, just no. they just don't want to. <laughs> no, don't, don't get it confused. Yeah. I was talking about right. general terms. Everything you said is okay. correct. Yeah. I believe it's correct as it yeah. relates to why women are not responding. I think they do think that they're right. No, because that's how I felt at the time. That's how I felt at the time. Oh, my Jesus, stop speaking to me like this. That's how I felt at the time. That's how I felt. That's how you were acting. Why do you tell them this about our relationship? Why would you say this to them? Well, that's what I was Mm -hmm. feeling at the time. You'd be like, what? Okay. So now, but I never got the apology. I never got, you know what? Mm -hmm. But I was wrong Mm -hmm. for that. 
I was so wrong for you. Right. It's just right. like, well, that happened, right. that happened then. So why are you still mad? Because you can't depict when I should and should not be upset or when I should and should get over something. You're not going to be able to do that. But I think I have a question, and I know this is not about um, the men, but, like, why do you feel like you have to apologize then? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, why do you, if you if you don't feel like you're sorry about it, then why even apologize? That's a good question. And me and Aaron was having this conversation. I'm noticing that men and women, vastly, we think different. We design different. We have different purposes. And I think that's where so much of the disconnect comes from. But I, I truly believe that having the compassion and, you know, really working to understand, you know, men love their wives, women respect their husbands or, you know, because you then you, you get the understanding of one another. So men need that, right, I believe, because, one, it's a respect thing. You got to consider this. Men have a low threshold of violence, okay? Yeah. It don't take much to get us angry. It doesn't take much for us to then want to result in physical aggression. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying that's the reality. And so when women say certain things that trigger, you know, what we normally would handle it this way, and then it leads to this confrontation, right? And so, but the other thing is, too, sometimes you may do something that offend that person, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not your intent. And so you say, well, why apologize if you didn't feel you did anything wrong? Well, sometimes it's mm-hmm. a matter of, it's not so much apologizing for what you said. It's just kind of like how it was said or how it came across, right? So I, Right, I, right, I, right. right. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's yeah. how you say it. Because, yes, mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not in control of how they perceive something. Right. We perceive mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. based on our experiences. Mm-hmm. Factors, right. Yeah. So how we perceive mm-hmm. it, what you said, you didn't intend it that way. So sometimes it's just saying, hey, you know what? I didn't. Oh, this is what I meant by that. So I, I'm sorry that that's right. what you got. And that sometimes that's good enough. Yeah. Right. Unless yeah, you did something, you it did is. something intentional, then you need to apologize for what you did intentionally. That might have wronged. Right. You. And then the other thing is, how do you judge that? Right. So you judge that based on what's your worldview. Right. So from a biblical standpoint, I believe in the in the word. If I've offended you some way mm-hmm. or I sinned in what I said or I knew it was derogatory, mm-hmm. then you know you need to apologize. Mm-hmm. You know you need right. to make it right. Right. But right. the wor- I feel Absolutely. like the world will tell you anything. The world, there's no absolute. So therefore I can say whatever I want to say. And you just being mm-hmm. soft or you just being, you know, you just being sensitive. Mm-hmm. Being soft. That's yep. Yep. S- that's suck, suck sensitive. You're being sensitive. That's yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah. We all have reasons to be sensitive about certain things. So, again, it's a respect level. The, when we were talking about being compassionate towards one another, you know, when we were talking the other day about being compassionate, you know, it's just all of that in one. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be compassionate. You have to think about the other person's feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like, and know that you, if you're saying that you're right all the time and you're not, and you're usually not wrong, there's a, like you said, a level of pride right there. And then a level of perfection. Like you think you're perfect to the point where you don't make any mistakes. You don't think that you're wrong in, in any, you know, in any point. But if you have something going on with that individual. Like I said, going back to my daughter, like um, when we will have disagreements about certain things, you know what I'm saying? And me not wanting to apologize. But here's the thing, like you said, it's the way that she could perceive the the, the situation is it may be different from how I perceive it. You know what I'm saying? Like in her eyes, I could definitely be wrong. But in my eyes, I'm thinking that I'm really not. And all I'm saying is yeah. if we ever going to be better, if we ever going to mm-hmm. rebuild the family, rebuild us, we have to take it serious and we have to put the work in. It has to be a conscious decision every single day mm-hmm. but it can't just be one and person that's, yeah gotta be both yep. gotta be both yep. of us 
Yeah, and that's something that has to be a conscious decision because, like, going back to what you were saying about the, you know, um, riding in the bed or leaving the cabinets open or leaving the toilet seat open, you know, just different things like that. It's like, yeah, but, uh, again, these are some things that may upset women, you know what I'm saying? Um, It may upset some men, too, you know. But a lot of times, you know, you don't think about maybe some things that you probably do that, you know, that aren't so, you know, perfect, you know what I'm saying? But... I think, like you said before, about being raised from with the mother, the single mother in the home, or being raised uh, with a dysfunctional married couple in the home, and you know things like that. And then you have some of these women that come from these come from mothers that are strong, independent women, and that have left the man at the drop of a hat. And the, the daughters have seen that. You know what I'm saying? The daughters have not, so they looking at their mom like, oh yeah, my mom don't take no kind of slack. My mom don't. You know what I'm saying? This and the next, but you don't know what that mother went through either as far as like running away from it and not necessarily like really like trying to stick it out and make things work. She's a runner. She's a track star. She's a track star. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yes. right. I, you know, yes. so yes. she's going to run away amen. when it get hard. Can, can and, and that's just amen. it. Can the choir say amen right now? She's a runner. She's a track star. She doesn't want to stick it out. She doesn't want to, you know, she, and then to be quite honest, she wasn't raised by that that mother, that strong mother that was like, hey, baby, you know, your, your daddy is not perfect. You know, in relationships, you're going to go, in relationships, things are not going to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to always have the flowers and the, you know, um, the cars and the candy and the sweet uh, foot rubs and stuff like that. It's not going to always be on the up and up. You know, you need to, you, you're going to have to learn how to love each other when it's just plateau, you know, when it's just like plain field, when, when you have no butterflies, when you have no this or, you know, um, when you have nothing that, that's making you feel all warm and tingly on the inside, but you still have love for each other. You know, we don't see enough of that. We don't hear enough of that we don't have enough tv shows that display that it's just so crazy how the world has really transpired you know what i'm saying like from the stuff that we used to see when we were kids up until like now it's it's depressing it really is you know what i used to lose faith uh and i had lost faith let's be honest so for full disclosure though and because a lot of people out there who suffer from this very same thing and then maybe they're not being honest with themselves but i was looking to fill a void in my marriages I've been married multiple times, and I was looking to fill that void, to get that love and that comfort, that attention that I, I needed as a child. You know, broken boys grow up to be broken men, and I was looking for that, and I needed it. And that, so I put a lot of stress on the women that I was with, combined with the fact they had their own issues. And then so that, that concoction was there wasn't going to be nothing special with that. And so it, it failed, combined with the aggressive right. the aggressive uh, attitude that I have and behaviors that I had um, that I'm struggling with daily. And uh, so, but I almost gave up on marriage. But then as I was going through counseling, and I really realized like like how important it was to be a better version of me, especially mm-hmm. when I had these daughters. I'm like, God playing a trick on me, man. I got all these daughters. <laughs> this right. is right. I even wrote it in the book where I talked about here I am married and I had these girlfriends. I'm like, hey, but I got a marriage on the side. Like who described mm-hmm. a marriage on the side? But, you know, because right. I didn't want to be there. Right. And then I was looking to fulfill that void. And then when I got to that place, now I'm ready to move mm-hmm. forward. I'm ready to move on. I want something else, something else shiny. It was like going to the mm-hmm. car lot, getting your dream car, and then now that dream car has lost its luster, and now I'm looking for something mm-hmm. else. So again, as I got into counseling, I realized I needed to be healthy for myself. And then mm-hmm. in doing so and realizing I had all of these daughters, 
who now, okay, well, what options do they have with these men? I'm the mm-hmm. first man that they love, though, right? So I gotta mm-hmm. be at a, mm-hmm. I gotta be in a healthy place. I want them yeah, to look at me and and see like, wow, you know, not only I love my father, but you know, he his actions match up with his words, and that's the place that I right. I'm trying to get to. That's the place I need mm-hmm. to be at for them. And so then, it, as a result yeah. of doing that and becoming and learning more, I'm like, wow, marriage could work. Yeah. Marriage is a great thing, and it could work Mm -hmm. if we both healthy. And my pastor told me once in the thick of my crap with my ex, marrying perfect. That just means I'm I'm working on my health. I'm I'm better. I'm I'm emotionally a little stable. You know what I'm saying? Right. Communicate well. We have issues, but we know how to tame them. That's all it is. Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. get to that place. And marriage only works when you have two healthy adults. So what does that look like in a practical sense? So that's why I started working toward my working on myself. Cause I can't fix my spouse. I can't fix anybody else. I can only try to fix mm-hmm. me. How does it look in a practical sense? So now when you say something that hurt my feelings or, you know, offend me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I be, I still get angry. Right. But do I blow up now? Do I call you names? Right, no. Do I, dis- do I disrespect you? Those are the things right. that you can, you can start to work on. You know what I mean? And then, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. or the insecurities, when he want to leave out the door to go out with his boys, do you criticize him about it? Or do you, right. do you be honest about what you later, honey, have a good time. Exactly. <laughs> right. Or right. are you emotionally enough to, right, to do that? Or do you sit back mm-hmm. and you, or you criticize him or you yell at him because you can't be trusted. And it's like, well, okay. So why, mm-hmm. why are you with him? Why are you with him? Right. 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 Instead of working on yourself, mm-hmm. working on yourself and the reasons why you believe that, or you think that, you know, um, especially if you've already had a conversation with your spouse in regards to that, and he has tried his best to reassure you that that's not what the, what it is, you know, you still have some inner issues that you need to work through. Then work through those inner issues and do your best to not bestow that on him as you're working through it. It can be hard, but it can be done. Exactly. I'm glad you said that. And you said the other part, which is what I was going to say. So I'm just going to echo that, which is the man has to be healthy enough then, too, to then understand mm-hmm. she's operating from this place. Right. She, she mm-hmm. feels a little insecure. What did I do right. to make her feel insecure versus saying, why are you mm-hmm. so damn insecure? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. instead, mm-hmm. I can say, listen, you how to talk to exactly, yeah. exactly. I, mm-hmm. und- I understand you feel, you know, you, you may feel that your position is at risk. And I'm telling you, it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, right. any, if I've ever made you feel insecure about our relationship, I want to apologize for that. And I mm-hmm. work to do whatever. Mm-hmm. So what do you need to feel better? Mm-hmm. As long as it's healthy mm-hmm. and as long as it ain't something mm-hmm. that requires you to cut your hands and goofy, you should be able to accommodate right. that. You should be. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And so that's what With I no mean. Like, we we have to work to get to a place where we both healthy and we function yeah. in a healthy place. You know, and we can and I think yeah. marriage can work. I'm I'm confident. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm still working through, you know, um, but mm-hmm. I, I'm confident that marriage can work uh if you both want it to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously, you, you know, know, it's it's a whole, it's a lot of issues also too, right? So there's yes, there's to be a healthy part, but then, you know, there's the the world distractions, there's the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like if you sit down, and I write this in the next book, but I was talking about how, you know, ways to rid yourself of this addiction to social media, to rid yourself of the addiction mm. to your to your to your cell phone. It's a distraction to mm. your marriage. I mean, I can't tell you countless times uh, being in a situation and out at dinner and they on their phone. Mm-hmm. Or, I, or mm-hmm. I've been on my phone. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, why mm-hmm. are you not mm-hmm. embracing the moment? Everybody's table on their phone. Everybody's table. Everybody's table is on the phone. Annoying. annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's annoying when you see it, but when you're at, so I'm, I'm conscious of it. So when I see it at other tables and other this and other that, I'm like, man, like we need to just sit down, put the phones away. Like my son is very adamant about that. We're watching movies or whatever. He's like, everybody put the phone away. No problem. But you're right. We, we see all of this and, and, and it's like the first thing we, when you're in a relationship, I remember I was dating this one guy and as soon as he wake up in the morning, it was Instagram. Like as soon as he wake, like, I'm like, but it wasn't his business. But, done, you know, and and let's start treating our black men and men, period, 
with respect and the honor and because I think a lot of times um, the problem is they don't feel respect. They don't feel respected by women, by their own peers, by their family or whoever. A lot you really hold a good conversation with the man and he's about, and he will allow you allow himself to be vulnerable with you. You may hear him say he does not feel respected as a man. And like a lot of people that don't feel a certain way, they act out and, and it's hard, you know, and, and then when you get the acting out, you don't have the maturity inside of you to know how to navigate through, you know, then you're going to do certain, you're only going to do what you see other people do or what you've heard other people do that may have worked for I think we need to get some healing going on. I think that we need to start respecting each other and start and showing more compassion and understanding, you know, pray for that. That is a wrap, people. I appreciate everyone for taking the time to listen to the podcast. I want to thank my guests, both Aaron and Latanya, for discussing this issue on why relationships fail and why women have trouble saying I'm sorry. We all must take responsibility for our own failures in the relationship. We must get away from writing each other off as toxic and crazy. That's just a few of the derogatory terms we use to describe the other partner while failing to be introspective ourselves. Relationships are tough, but we must take accountability for our own actions. Be willing to say, hey, I'm sorry, and let our love be intentional. Remember, relationships work best when both partners are healthy, not one. So, as always, stay motivated. Turn, we waking up from the sleep. I turn my sheep with the shepherds. Ain't no room for a sheep.